The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here we go. Thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR, Naylor Taliaferro, and on today's episode, on the phone, I have none other than Brett from my home, my home well, I say hometown, but I'm originally from, from the state of New York, but I've been, been here for quite some time now, over 10 years, uh, the Richmond, greater Richmond area, and he has won a free mower from Toro. Uh, and he just picked it up the other day that the, the, the uh, Z Master 4000 series. It's a new, newer mower that, that Toro came out with. They announced it last October and they had a webinar to kind of announce like all of their different uh, mowers and equipment that they were coming out with because the GIE Plus Expo had been postponed because of the pandemic and everything going on. So a lot of people were going virtual. So they had that webinar and everyone that went on, uh, logged on to that webinar was entered to win a free mower. And wouldn't you know, Brett, that's one of my neighbors basically, and, and a friend of mine happened to win. So here's, here's the man himself. What's going on, Brett? Hey, not too much. I appreciate you having me on. How have you been? I've been good, man. I've been good, but I mean, I didn't win a free mower either. I mean, <laughs> that's got to be pretty. Uh, that's got to be pretty um, surreal for you, huh? At first, I I couldn't believe it. Uh, it was, yeah. I mean, it, when they said my name, I just, uh, yeah, it yeah. just blew my mind. I was, I knew I was in it to, you know, eligible to win, but it's like playing the lottery, you you buy a ticket, but you never imagine that you actually would win. Yeah. You know? Well, when when I saw when I saw the winner, you know, when I saw the winner was your name, you know, Brett, and and I'm just like, I just didn't click for some reason. I just, you know, there's probably a million, a million Bretts out there, you know. So I mean, I just didn't, didn't, right. even, didn't even register. I don't remember at what point, why or when it clicked, but I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, that's that's the Brett. That's the Brett that I know. That's mm-hmm. like that doesn't live too far from me. That's crazy. What are the odds of that, you know? And then you you uh, selected our, our local equipment dealer to. To, um, for them to drop it off to pick it up, so of course I had to stop by and check it out and get some video and and stuff like that. And and so yeah, it was, it, we just did that the other day, so that was an awesome experience. And I, I'm sure you can't wait to fire that bad boy up and cut some grass with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, loading it was fun. Unloading it off the trailer and driving it into the uh, uh, garage where I store that uh, that thing. It's a beast. I mean, it's a it's a power horse that moves quite a bit faster than what I would have even imagined. Yeah, but yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to cutting some spring lawns, and you know, you know, spring is kind of interesting time of year to start cutting when it's all it's still wet and some overgrown and mess, and yeah. So, but. Well, you're going to have the right, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, you got the right mower for it. Uh, you'll be good to go. It beats push mowing, that's for sure. So oh, why don't, absolutely. yeah, so why, why don't you take us back? Cause I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, who's this Brett guy? You know, I mean, I, I did make a video uh, with you about your, uh, your leaf removal setup at the time. I was like a couple years back, I believe. So if you guys want to check that out um, on my YouTube channel at LCR, you can check that out. But I know a lot's changed since then. So you don't even have that same setup. And, you know, there's a whole story behind that. But even even that video doesn't really like tell the full story, just kind of focused more on, on leave removal and, and your experience with that and your current setup at that time. But it does give, you know, give, give some visual for those that want to, you know, see a little bit more about Brett and what's going on. But, uh, but why, why don't you, Brett, go ahead and take us to the beginning and where it all started, how you got into to this industry, lawn and landscape. All right, so I deal with uh, a non-military PTSD. Um, some days are better than others, so I found that uh, employment 
with an employer mm-hmm. makes it pretty rough because you you can have six, seven, eight days or a month that's good, and then you have four or five days where you just can't leave the house. Um, so a buddy of mine had mentioned, hey, why don't you give lawn care a try? You got to push more. You got to weed it lower. I said, hey, I'll try it. And I fell in love with it. And um, I found that it was very therapeutic and it's like the best medicine in the world. A lot of the issues that I was dealing with um, disappeared, or uh, and a lot of them were a lot less severe. So it was made life very manageable. So I jumped into it head first, um, and sometimes too head first, meaning bought too too expensive equipment, trying to uh, have too much equipment for the type of customers I had or the, you know, the amount of customers I had and got too much ahead of myself. Um, so speeding things up and to ended up having too expensive of a truck, too expensive of equipment, um, came in some money and ended up getting an enclosed trailer, right ZK and this and that. And then before I knew it, I had to pretty much liquidate, um, that equipment. And so I plan to restart doing, you know, going back to the push mowing, whatnot, which is doable, but it absolutely wouldn't have been as profitable or as many opportunities. And then that webinar came in October and they announced, announced my name and that made it, that's why I've stated before that it was business changing and life changing because um, that gave me a, a second chance that I, I couldn't have seen coming a mile away. I mean, it just, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. That's why I'm kind of in shell shock. Speechless per yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know, it's just, you know, the, the guy at our dealer asked me, he said, you didn't think this really going to happen. Did you? I said, no. And I still don't believe it. I'm like, <laughs> is this, you know, is this real? I mean, you know, it, yeah. Are you being who, who are you being punked that? or I mean, something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that was my first. I was like, you know, because it was one of your uh, YouTube, uh, like on your page that you had posted yeah. about the tour giveaway and the webinar and whatnot. And I'm like, did Naylor punking me? <laughs> what, what is going on here? <laughs> did, well, well, hold on a second. Did you know about this before I posted that, or did you go on because I posted no. about it? I went on because you posted about it. I had that was the only place I saw it. Wow. Well, see, yeah, <laughs> wow. I, there you go, Toro. There was, see, there there there's, no there's other, some influence there. there. <laughs> yeah, there was no other, you know, uh, indication of of that webinar, as far as I'm aware of, anywhere else on YouTube or, you know, if the dealers didn't know anything about it, you know, which kind of blew me away. I mean, because we have some pretty sizable Toro dealers down here that I'm, you know, in, in close communication with. Right. And you would have thought that that information would have been out from the dealers to the, to the end users, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was more of just a social thing. Like that there was a handful of us, you know, cause it wasn't just me. It was like, you know, Spence, Sean Spencer with Spencer's lawn care, you know, Paul Jameson, green and she podcast. There, there's a whole variety of us on different levels, YouTube podcasts, Instagram that, that, We've kind of partnered with Toro in the past. With I mean, I've been working with Toro for forever. It seems like, but a lot of these other guys uh, have have kind of come over the years, and it's and, and it's grown the amount of uh, folks that that they've worked that Toro has been working with. So it was kind of one of those things where it's more of like an organic thing. They also had their own social media, you know, presence. They posted all on their own stuff too, YouTube and Instagram. But right. again, if you're not you know following Toro, you know, relentlessly, and and if you're not following all of the other people, you know, that that were promoting it you know yeah it might it could you might miss it so but yeah it, it was more of like a social thing they wanted all of us to kind of uh post it out you know like share share the links and get all that information out there so I, I'm, I'm glad it worked in your favor i'm glad I, I i posted that and you were able to go on and and you want a mower and that's that's the kind of stuff that makes me want to keep doing stuff like this just because if there's at least one person that says hey man you really helped me make a decision or you really i mean it doesn't have to be anything you know 
that extravagant, but I mean, even if it is like, man, you helped me really change my business around or change my life or anything like that. I mean, anything in between, just helping anyone in general. That's the whole reason why I started doing social media and why I'm continuing to evolve and do different things and get into podcasting, which I wanted to do a couple of years ago, but uh, it just wasn't the right timing. And, you know, I didn't want any more things on my plate, but so, so much has changed since then. And we have Mr. Producer now that does a lot of great things to help us out. So it takes a lot off of my plate. He gets a lot of that back end work done and a lot of technology has, has improved to make it easier for us to just have a podcast board to record everything in. Sounds great. Boom, we're good to go. And so a lot of things have changed in the last couple of years, which is why I got into it. And, and, and hopefully continue stories like this that will inspire people and motivate people to keep trying new things, you know, hashtag rookie for life, but also to just keep keep growing their business and, and to stay positive and to get through adversity and, and just learn and together we can grow as a community and we can all benefit, you know, like uh, who, who, you know, who wins when, when we succeed and, uh, you know, rising tide raises all ships, like a couple of really good sayings there that is true to our community, to the people on YouTube and Instagram and podcasting, providing content, you know, regularly is just helping to raise all ships, helping us all succeed together. So, um, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that, that that you saw my post and went on. So that's that's really mind blowing to me, and um, I'm I'm thankful that you were able to benefit from that. So awesome for sure. Um, yeah. And the and the crazy thing about it is that the guy that was with me when I picked it up, you know, him him and I want to say it was two or three other guys I told about that. And I'm like, hey, y'all should go here, check this out, register, watch. And most of them were too busy or, or didn't or whatever. And then like, man, I should have, I should have registered. I should have watched. So I was like, <laughs> well, I, Hey, I gave it a heads up and y'all chose not to. So yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> exactly. It's yours now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So how many years ago was it, uh, um, that you started, you know, that you started getting into lawn care? Roughly about. 2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah. And and throughout that journey, you uh, throughout those years, and it's 2021 now for context of anyone listening to this later on down the road. But so it, throughout that process, uh, I'm assuming there's been you know different different types of services growth, and I mean, can can you just kind of go go through the evolution of that for anyone that's wants to start out or is starting out, and maybe could could get some takeaways from that? Yeah. So. Um, and, and if it's okay with you, I'll say the company that you, uh, interviewed me underneath with the leaf removal. So that way they can find that video. Oh yeah, absolutely. On YouTube. But that was under a 365 yard care and landscaping. And so uh, I started originally with well eight foot trailer from Leonard, um, with high sides and doing leaf removal, you know, cutting small yards and what whatnot. Well actually no, I started with Subaru before that. But then I got that trailer, was doing small yards, which you can't do much leaf removal with an eight foot trailer, but you can do something. Um and did that for a year and progressed into a I can't remember twelve or sixteen foot trailer. But uh eight eighteen foot trailer. And then got a debris loader which was jumping the gun that was trying to grow too fast. Mm-hmm. So what what, so what the, was the debris loader? Oh, go ahead. The the cost of the debris loader. I mean, having it made life a lot easier as far as loading, not unloading, but loading because it wasn't a dump trailer. It was just an eighteen foot landscape trailer with four foot sides. Right. Is that uh, the one that was it, in the video? Unloading it. Yeah, unloading it was a nightmare. But you know it. But the cost of the debris loader itself did not, looking back, did not make sense in regards to the volume I had. It, it was not going to pay for itself. You know what I mean? It, right. It, it truly wasn't. And you know, the mistake there is going out and spending money that you don't have ahead of time when I could have continued to tarp and drag leaves onto the trailer and made money that way and saved up money and do what I'm doing now. Now from this point forward, when I buy equipment, the business is going to spend, is going to have the money 
to buy that, buy what I need. Nice. Instead of buying equipment beforehand and trying to get the business for it. That was backwards. And I've done that two or three times. You think I've learned, but finally I did. Um, you know, the, the whole, cause you just never know, you know, how your business is going to grow or not grow or what areas or whatever. So you need to get, you know, do what you can with what you have and Absolutely. save as much money, you know, you know, uh, you don't need $12,000 mowers, $10,000 mower, you know, uh, ride mower will get you started. Push mower will get you started. That's, right. You know, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, if it, out work. Yeah. There you go. A great way. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, you know, if, if you, if you have, I'm sure you've been following me long enough to see, uh, you know, I started with very, you know, minimal basic things too, you know, like a walk behind mower, a five by 10 open trailer with some sides that I put up and a F-150. And I mean, I had that set up for years, you know, and then I, I got a, a grandstand and then I had to walk behind in the grandstand, but quickly the Kind of the walk by and kind of got retired for like those real, you know, um, crazy lawns that that I would hack down maybe once with the walk behind and just keep the grandstand for all the well, you know, manicured and maintained lawns. But I mean, that was a game changer, and that was pretty much the the biggest equipment that I purchased after that. And then for years, it was you know maybe I got a trimmer or something, or you know that was it. But like I had the same seven seventy back Echo backpack blower for which I still have to this day. You know I had the same trimmers, but then I got an Echo trimmer. I was part of the UAG program, so I got a free trimmer and made some content. And and uh, it was the the twenty six twenty. I still have that to this day. It's a great trimmer. If I needed to get another one, I would buy it myself. No no worries. But I mean for so many years, I, I that was like my setup. If you if you remember, and then I started to progress. And I was still solo and I, I got, you know, outgrew my trailer. So I wanted to get an enclosed trailer, got seven by 16 enclosed trailer and just started progressing that way. But, you know, something that other folks have said that are big on social media, it's like if people just stumble upon them now and they see all the stuff that they have either on a video or Instagram posts, like what in the world? Like they think that that happened overnight, but they don't necessarily go back a hundred, 200 posts or videos prior to see where they started, you know? So we have to constantly try and remind everyone when we see like a surge of new people or, or whenever, just like, Hey, just let you know, this, this is kind of our backstory. I know some of you might have heard this already, but just for those of you that maybe don't have a clue and think that this just happened overnight or because like just recently I bought a whole bunch of things. Like I haven't bought a single piece of equipment since that grandstand in 2016, five years ago. I mean, aside from trucks, you know, like, you know, that's just one of those things where when you, when you need a truck, you need a truck, but you know, I've gone through that whole game and I still only have one truck cause I've just been re, re- kind of trading them in for different things. And now I, I have a brand new, um, full ton, you know, truck at the Ram 3500 and, and it's a workhorse. But again, it's, you know, I try to think of how I can streamline everything and how I can use what I have. And, you know, my grandstand from 2016 was approaching 2000 hours and the guys are like, yeah, you'll be lucky if you get another season out of this before the engine starts giving you problems. I mean, it's a great engine, but I mean, they're not invincible. They're not meant to last forever. They're going to start falling apart little by little. Right. I took great care of it, you know, but it's like, man, you know, and for, for, for years, I kept eyeballing different things. Like, do I want a grandstand multi-force? Do I want another grandstand? Do I want a totally different brand altogether? Like, and I was just looking all, all that stuff through while continuing to grow my business and then start hiring, you know, one or two part-time employees and max that one crew out, you know, and, and, and still with the same setup. So I finally pulled the trigger and, and knew exactly what I wanted after years of research and trial and error and uh, demoing different things and all that stuff. And I finally just bought, you know, used the, got the fleet discount and bought everything all at one time so I can get a massive like $8,000 I think I saved overall because of all the stuff that I got. But people see that. If they just see that, then they think, oh man, like, you know, you're, you're doing what Brett did. You know, you just bought all this stuff before you, but no, I'm just trying to replace the stuff that's about to fall apart. I'm trying to get ahead of the game in that exactly. sense. Exactly. I have all the work and I can t- plan on continuing to get more and build into that second crew. That's always been the plan. But now I have to be a little bit proactive with the fact that my stuff's not going to last forever. And the last thing I need is for stuff to be breaking down when we got 70 plus yards to get done in four days. That's the last thing we need is to have breakdowns. So I'm trying to get ahead of that curve and uh, make the grandstand the backup slash second mower. And I've got a new uh, multi-force grandstand and, you know, I got, I got a 30 inch, you know, mower to replace my little 22 inch push mower. That's 
it's literally the wheels are falling off. We got stuff zip tied. And I mean, I use it till you can't use it. So I say all that just, to, you know, I say all that just to say that, um, you know, there's definitely an evolution there. And, um, you know, we, we all live and learn, um, from, from those things. And I feel like you definitely had the right intentions on a lot of those things. Um, but one of the things that you point out also for those listening as to like how to kind of divert some of that stuff um, is, is subcontracting, right? Because you talked about the debris loader and how you just didn't have the workload to make sense for that kind of equipment, even though it made stuff super fast. But that's one of the reasons why I haven't got a debris loader or a dump truck or any of that stuff. I try to figure out how can I, you know, save money or use money appropriately for more than one thing. Like I got, I got, just got truck me. So that's something I can use year round, not just for mulch. Once mulch is over, take that, the, part of the truck mate, the conveyor part off and, you know, fabricate a, a different tailgate that we can just you know, unlatch, take off, and then we can use it as a dump because you just press the button and it pulls the tarp out. Instead of a hand crank, you just push the button, automatically pulls everything out and all your debris falls out, whether it's bushes throughout the year, leaves in the fall, and then put that, you know, uh, conveyor tailgate back on for mulch season so it just shoots it out the side right into your wheelbarrow so i'm thinking year round here and not putting like a dump bed insert in there where i can't do anything but just have a dump bed insert you know now i can still use my bed for anything i can just stretch that tarp out however long i want or not and put stuff on there if i need to dump it and i can still put other stuff in the bed so i'm always thinking of how i can use you know use the most and just, just a, you know, before I keep going down these little rabbit holes, but it all ties together. You know, the debris loader, that's something where if you sub that stuff out, then you can still get the work. So that, that's what I do. Like I've got, you know, part-time guys and all that, but I don't have a ton of yards that have a ton of leaves. So it just doesn't make sense to invest in a dump truck and or a, a dump, lo- a leaf loader, you know, all this kind of stuff. That's just expense I don't need right now. It's not going to, pay for itself. So what I would rather do is just pay my guys to blow everything to the curb in massive piles and sub that out to some of the local guys that I've gotten to know that ha- already have that set up. And they just charge me, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever to come out and just suck it up on their schedule that day or the next day. You know, we coordinate that obviously. So it's not sitting out there too long and they just come suck it up 15, 20 minutes later, they're, they're gone. So, and I obviously factor that into the price for the customer. So there's the price of our labor time of the labor for us to blow everything out of the beds and around the house and get it all up to the front and the price of them being sucked up that a hundred bucks for that is a heck of a lot cheaper, right? Then what, what, what was that debris loader? Five, six thousand, three thousand bucks or something. What? It was, Almost well, about forty two hundred. Forty two hundred, yeah. And so. then you, yeah, and then you have to, you know, have a trailer capable of putting it on. Have to get a bracket welded for it. This, that, another, you know. And it's like the whole idea of a dump trailer. You know, I had that liquidated that, you know, and I'll sub stuff. You know, I have guys that now I can clean lots or whatever brush removal and get it out to the road call you know two or three different guys i have i can call one of them they'll send their guys out with their dump trailer load it up for me and haul it away and take it to dump i don't have to touch it you know so summing out for me is really turned out to be much better because that cuts back on a whole lot of maintenance a whole lot of equipment that i don't have to have a whole lot of taxes uh, you know on the equipment and the ex- overheads and expenses and have the store dump trailer this that or what have you so you know in short run and long run truly end up making more money without having that stuff and subbing work out hey guys it's lcr most of you know that i love me some sunglasses right i've been trying these toro eyewear polarized sunglasses this winter Polarized sunglasses get rid of glare from driveways, vehicles, water, snow, and anywhere there's normally blinding glare. This is amplified over the winter seasons while we're outside working. I'm no scientist, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The sun is always more blinding in the winter. Anyway, normally polarized sunglasses bother me, but not these. So if you want to give them a try and save 15%, use code LawnCareRookie by clicking the link in the show notes or going directly to their website, ToroEyewear.com. Now that's Toro spelled T-O-R-O-E, eyewear. Not like Toro the Mowing Company, it's Toro Eyewear. Again, that's T-O-R-O-E, 
eyewear.com. So go ahead and check that out. Oh, and did I mention there's a lifetime replacement warranty? If you lose them or they get stolen, they replace them. For real. So go ahead on their website and check it out. Again, that's toroeyewear.com. T-O-R-O-E eyewear.com. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The ramp and dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com and, of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the ramp rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. And now the LCR Media Podcast continues. And I've learned another thing this last year is don't turn any work down. Okay. It like a woman called me and said, Hey, I want I'm getting ready to sell this house and this backyard has been neglected for fifteen years and it is horrible. I went and looked at it and I'm like instantly overwhelmed. I'm like, there's no way. So I really looked at it and analyzed it. Gave her a price, and then I called another buddy of mine that's local that has four guys working for him. I said, hey, do you mind going by there, looking at it, give me your price? That he did, and it was a win-win. I said, how soon can you do it? His guy, you know, he put four guys on it. They knocked out in a day and a half. I collected from the customer, paid him. Everybody was happy. You know, and, and I didn't even have to touch I wasn't involved in it in any way, but just switching money from her hand to mine and giving him some of it. And, you know, so it was a no brainer. Yeah, that's a great point to bring up because a lot of people, I think, uh, and maybe this even happened to you early on, is you get kind of caught up in the whole, uh, like trying to take, because so, so I, I wasn't sure where you're going with this when you were like, hey, don't, um, you know, I don't say no, you know. To, to work coming in, I'm like, ah, that's sometimes counter, you know, counterintuitive, but I, I like what you're saying there because, you know, it, it doesn't mean you're doing all the work. It just means you're, you're making sure that you're utilizing those, those people for potential referrals, potential work later on down the road. Like maybe you're not going to do that particular service for them, but the fact that you can help them get it done by referring them or subbing someone out, you're still satisfying that yeah. customer's need. And then maybe down the road, they want you to do other things. Well, well, do you mow lawns? Oh, of course I do. You know, you're like, that's like the number one thing I want to do, you know? And so, but you might not have even had that opportunity if you did say no. So I would probably just, you know, put, put like a little asterisk there. Like, you know, don't say no, but at the same time, don't say yes to things that you can't do make sure you have a backup plan so it's kind of one of those things like yeah you're not saying just do everything that comes your way you're saying just look at it and, and figure it out and if it's not something you want to handle or can handle and you don't have the right equipment instead of spending all this money on equipment for a one-time job in hopes that you're going to get more of it just sub that out to some guys that you maybe already know hopefully or, or maybe you just need to get to know yeah, some folks. It, it, yeah initially you have to have that connection with those people first right before, you know to know okay what type of jobs can i sub out and have that relationship with other businesses you know that's the lawn care community is great and not so great in, in this way there's a lot of guys that will work together and help each other out because there's enough work for everybody right and then you have some guys in the community that won't speak won't wave don't and and that's fine that's if that's how they want to be, that's, you know, each to his own. But yeah, I, I would say those that, guys are not part of the community, <laughs> just, to, just to be honest. Uh, you, you know, good good point. Yeah, that's, yeah, very well said. And they're truly not. But, you know, the ones that, you know, there's a lot of bigger guys out there that want to see the small guys succeed and, you know, want to help them out because they remember what it was like. And because there's not one big operation out here that started big 
Right. There's Everyone had to start you somewhere. Know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what, you know how are and, you able, no, go ahead. And, you know, with, uh, winning this mower, one thing I want to help with social media is to share my story, help people, you know, if they follow me, see how I do things different and speak against the trip hazards that I made for myself by getting caught up in the new equipment and watching this person and this and that. And, you know, I'm, I've changed my direction as far as following on social media. I like seeing, you know, where people are, what they say, how they deal and what they, what they're giving back to the community. You know, I'm right. It's hard to explain it. You know, it's, it's, what you know if if i'm listening to somebody give advice but yet they're in the same situation i'm in or worse off and that's probably not the best advice to listen to probably not right you always want to focus on you want to get relationships with make relationships with people that are where you want to be you know where you want to get to or that inspire you those are the people you want to definitely uh follow stay around get to know and so on for sure i mean there's obviously relatability about people that are in the same situation as you but you're just going to end up struggling together and neither one of you are going to necessarily know the answers or be able to help each other unless you just inadvertently stumble upon something so it's all about learning growing and and getting around other people that have already conquered like what you're trying to conquer have already gotten to that next level you know so that you have something to to kind of look at and model and obviously you don't have to copy it you know to 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 the exact thing you know you customize it to to what what works for you but definitely following people where you want to be that's you know and looking, looking up to them and, and asking them for advice and hopefully getting some mentorship and stuff. That's definitely what, what it's all about. A hundred percent. Um, but I, we both have a mutual friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we both have a mutual friend that's a master at figuring it out, making it work with what you have. And, and yeah, he, oh, the way that? he does it is, is amazing. <laughs> oh, uh, Seth. Oh yeah, good old Seth. Exactly, he's definitely textbook. He yeah. Uses what you got for sure, and and he's, I mean, he's he's yeah. definitely someone to 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 look you know to look to for that kind of guidance and direction for sure. He's a great guy too, another local guy. Um, but what, how did you first start um, getting to know some of the folks, like in distinguishing you know the the folks that aren't in the community, and that's what makes this community so so good is because. Uh, are so strong because we, we want to help each other, you know, whether, whether it's local, national, just through social media or actually in person, you know, that's, what's so powerful. And then, then you have kind of like the rest of the industry that's not a part of the community and whether it's just by default, like they just don't have time, they don't see the value and they're not, they're not necessarily like trying to be mean or, 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 you know, you know, throw you shade or anything. They're just kind of like in their own world, you know, especially like the big million dollar companies, they're just focused on that and they've got their own marketing plan. They're not really dealing with uh, social media in that way. Um, to a certain extent, a lot of, a lot of them are, but the ones that aren't, it's, it's not necessarily because they're trying to be mean. Like I said, they're just off on their own, but then there are, the other people that are like, you know, they think everyone's competition, all this stuff. And it's just like, really? So those are the people that aren't a part of the community. So how are you able to kind of distinguish the, the two and how are you able to find, you know, local folks that you entrusted, you know, to, to sub out or ask for advice and things like that? Honestly, everybody local that I've come in contact with has been from YouTube um, and social media. It's, it's, Honestly, I'm not quite sure how, but it did happen like that. It just, you know, you, Seth, Will, I mean, it's just magically happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, another guy that I came in contact with that you met the other day was by selling, I sold a used Pushmore on Craigslist, you know, mm-hmm. three, three, four years ago. And he bought that. We got talking and, you know, we, he's the one I sell a lot of the, bigger stuff out to. And so it's, you know, it's, it's collecting business cards, exchanging contact information and, and really, you know, just sharing information with guys that you see out doing what you're doing at whether it be Wawa or at 
your local dealer or, you know, because you just never know when your equipment might be down. You might need somebody to cover for you or might have work that's too big for you. And, you know, so talking and communicating is, is how I've found this. For sure. Found people that I can trust and, and connect with. Yeah. So you, um, so you sold everything off and you were just going to go back to starting back into lawn care with, with a push mower. Is that, is that accurate? Right. And a- then, absolutely. And I do, and I do want to say this, do you need a truck to start lawn care? Absolutely not. Because I am going, uh, this season with a Ford Explorer SUV, you know, and originally I started with a Subaru. So, you know, is it nice to have a truck? Absolutely. Do you absolutely have to have one? No. Right. So what? So so now getting this. Uh, what was it? Is it a six? It's a sixty inch, right? Yeah. The sixty inch Toro Z Master. So now you have that, and still your push mower. Now you can basically take on any yard, big or small. So I mean, that's what it's really a game changer, right? A- absolutely, it is. Yeah, it's. I mean. I can see me now trying to do, you know, bigger yards with the push more. Yeah, you know, you'll be out there all day long and about ready to die. But, you know, and and it really doesn't make sense, you know, if it takes you half a day to do a yard with the push more and you're only making so much. Right. You know, you got to concentrate on smaller yards. And, you know, one big thing that you're the king of all kings of that I need to, you know, Fine tune is route density. Ah, well, I appreciate a, another, that. I was that's thinking another about thing that. Can, <laughs> that's another thing that will make you a break. And that's the problem I was having with the F, when I had the F two fifty and pulling the big trailer and this and that. I I was all over the place. I mean, I was from, and people don't know the area, but like short pump, do a yard, and then Sanson, and then Northside. You know, and I mean. Those distances in that type of truck, being a gasser, is absolutely absurd. After you, you know, you figure in what you pay for gas to get from point A to point B, and then gas and equipment, insurance, and all that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, the profit you wouldn't even most people wouldn't even sit up out of the bed for. Right. You you're out there <laughs> doing it, and it, it, it. You can't, you know, you can't sustain doing that. Yeah, well, I tell you, the route density I mean, will really can't. come easier now that you have a 60-inch and a push mower. Because if you just had the push mower, you'd probably shy away from some of the bigger yards that might be in the exact same neighborhood. Because, you know, they don't all come in the same shapes and sizes. I mean, the neighborhoods that I'm in, the cookie-cutter, quote-unquote, cookie-cutter HOA, homeowner association neighborhoods all around the area where I happened to live at the time, uh, I still do, but different neighborhood. I'm just surrounded by all these neighborhoods by default and, you know, but they all come in different shapes and sizes. So I have a really, I mean, just one neighborhood alone, I've got over 20 yards in it. We spend the whole day in one, one neighborhood, go to lunch, come back, finish it out. But there are a, a variety of yards. Some yards we have to, we can only fit a push mower in the back. And it's like, so do I say no? Because, you know, it's right next to all the other yards and it's easy money if we just have the right mowers. I know some guys are like, oh, Oh, if I have to push mow it, I'm not taking it. You know, I need to, if my 60 doesn't fit on it, then I'm not taking it. Like, okay, well, that's 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 your philosophy, and that's fine if that's what works for you. But if you really want to work on route density, you're going to start limiting yourself if you're that selective. Like, oh, I'm not going to push mow, or oh, I, you know, whatever. So if you have a variety of a small variety, you don't have to have like every single mower known to mankind or size. But I mean, a 60 inch and a and a, and a push mower are pretty much both ends of the scale right there. So you can pretty much do anything yeah. with that. You know, you might have to do a whole lot of backyards with the push mower um, because you can't get the 60 through unless it's a double gate, but you know, at least you can blow through the front with the 60 and, and any other bigger yards, you'll Absolutely. be good to go, you know? So, and, the, and the whole thing, what you were just saying in regards to, you know, saying, Hey, you know, to this homeowner, sorry, I'm not going to do it because you don't want to push mow. Okay. You know, not you doing that, but right. the, the downside of people making that choice is that homeowner, if you're working on route density, has other friends in that HOA. Exactly. So that person that you're turning down is not going to recommend you to the seven other houses that they're close with. Exactly. So you're, you know, you, 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 so you're really fighting yourself 
you're your own worst enemy in that setting to, to get your route density. Right. You know? And it really requires not a whole lot of work to, to get that down. Yeah, and I think the guys that you know. say that mainly are usually just like the part-timers, the weekend warriors are just kind of doing it for fun, right. for extra work. And, you know, they only want to do like 20 to 30 yards or something, you know, on their own and on the side. And, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to be super, super particular. And that's fine. But, you know, once you get full-time or if you're full-time and you're trying to grow, it's you limit yourself when you start, you know, doing that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I think most guys are just yeah, part-timers when they say that. And I'm, you know, I'm going like – with trailer, do you need to go out buy a new trailer? I rolled the dice, took a gamble this year, came upon after I won that mower, found the trailer that was used, and the guy didn't have, didn't have a title, didn't know, you know, he had gotten it from somebody else, and it was old, 2007 beat up trailer. So I rolled the dice, you know, seven by twelve, and so I bought it for him for four hundred bucks. Didn't have a title, so I filed through DMV for an abandoned abandonment and try to get title that way it worked they dmv you know their fees a couple hundred bucks for registration title and all that after a 30-day waiting period not a problem you know so i got yeah. 600 bucks into the trailer that's awesome well that, tra- trailers know, have have a have that value you know they they um I don't remember the right term, but you know they, they keep they retain their value, you know, a lot more than, than a lot mm-hmm. of other things. So that's that's a good good find there for sure. And someone the other guy probably just didn't want to put in that effort, but you did. Now you got yourself a bargain. And you can just put that sixty inch in there with your push mower, and you can hit the ground running this spring. Exactly, and I got a pressure washer on the front of the trailer, so that's another service I can offer. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't even talk about that. Yeah. So you the long along the way there, you started doing pressure washing. Yeah, so I, the the overhead of pressure washing is a lot less than lawn mowing, mm-hmm. and I was hoping off of not not the best of thoughts that hey, let me get in pressure washing, but at the same time it takes quite a while to build up the clientele to be able to pressure wash full time. Um, yes, you do make more money per stop, but Pressure washing is a service they need a lot less often. A house might need to be pressure washed once a year compared to a long cut every two weeks or every week. Right. You know, so um, then, and I started, I started that up right in October, which is not the time to do the work, but I've gotten set up for it. Um, so then when I won the mower, I was back and forth, back and forth. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So I was like, why don't I just combine the two? And, you know, as I'm growing the starting over with the long hair, why don't I push the pressure washer and push the long hair and bring it all together? And then I got both both ends covered, you know, being being a, a solo owner operator. Right. And so that's that's my that's my exact plans. Nice. So um what is your plan for, uh, I mean, like, are you going to try and grow your lawn care business? To Are you going to, was it always your plan, I should say, to stay solo? Or were you trying to look to be like, you know, having crews? Like, what scale did you ever want to have your, your lawn care company? In, and has that changed? So, I'm not getting any younger. Um, <laughs> you know, I would eventually like to have, you know, at least one crew. It's difficult as it can be to find the right people. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's that's the hardest thing in lawn care is to find people that want to work and people that are you know that you can count on and rely on. You know, if you're out getting work and putting your name on it, the last thing you need is wishy-washy employees where you know they don't call, don't show, or you know, and then you find yourself out there about ready to you're killing yourself. Because you're trying to keep up with what you booked up because it's your name. It's your business. You know, it's not the employees. So you really got to have, and that's what's kind of, you know, held me back from having crews before is finding people I can count on and I can rely on. But at the same time, I got to have enough volume of work to keep them busy because, I mean, you can't expect them to sit home for two days and not make money. They got families. They got to, you know, take care of bills they have to pay. Right. So it's a catch-22. 
For sure. So, you know, I'm, my intentions is definitely to grow this to substantial amount and then start looking for appropriate, you know, employee or employees. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm always here and I know Seth and Will, everybody else were here, you know, for you to help you out with any questions and feedback and uh, things like that for sure. And I know this 60 inch Toro 4000 Z master is, is definitely going to help you, uh, get a good start on, on the season there and, uh, keep growing that way. Do you have any parting tips for, for anyone that might be, uh, struggling or, or thinking about getting started, you know, in, in this business, any, any words of advice from, from everything that you've just gone through? I would say, you know, get to work, start with what you have and let the, you know, as you make the money, invest it into the company, but don't invest too big. Um, make sure that you have the clientele, enough clientele that what you're buying is going to pay for itself. Never buy anything with the hopes of, okay, I'm growing, so I think I'm going to get to this level. Don't you know, buy it once you are at that level. Don't assume anything. Right. Don't get lazy. Um, i tell you one thing that bit me in the butt last year that I couldn't believe is don't get uh, lazy with your advertising. So I'm like, why are calls just dropping off? Why are, you know, why is this, why that, whatever. So honestly, I use Craigslist a lot for the advertising. Um, Five dollars an ad and, and it works for me. I know a lot of guys are against it and it doesn't work for them, but it's worked for me pretty well in the past. Mm-hmm. No, So I jump on Craigslist. I'm like, you know, pull up my account and I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> well, all my the ads are good for 30 days, just to give a point of reference here. But all the ads had expired. It had been like 40 some days since I've been on there and put ads from being, I don't know if it was lazy, displacement, whatever, but you got to stay on top of that. If, if you're going to get in business, it takes dedication. It takes, you know, consistency, the push, the drive, consistency, yeah. You know, you got to put ads out, you know, uh, thing with Craigslist, ads get buried. And I've come up with a system that works for me, and it might not work for everybody. Three times a day, $15 a day, um, 7 o'clock in the morning, because there's people that get up in the morning and jump on Craigslist. Uh, noon, because there's people that take their lunch break at work and jump on Craigslist, and then about Four thirty, five o'clock. I'll put an ad up because people come home and they jump on Craigslist. And if I follow that consistency, Craigslist blows up for me. Awesome. Now I've tried doing other times, like in the evenings or you know two o'clock or ten o'clock in the morning. Doesn't work. I got to do those three times in the day. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're figuring it out, man, for sure. And you've you've definitely shared a lot of good tips for for everyone listening, and a very inspirational story. And I, I look forward to uh, following along and and continuing to uh, you know just be a part of whatever I can. And uh, where where can um, people follow along as well uh, on Instagram or social media in general? So on Instagram and YouTube, uh, it's under Brett's Lawn Maintenance, and. Uh, yeah, so YouTube is Brett's Lawn Maintenance. Instagram is also Brett's Lawn Maintenance. You can subscribe, follow, um, comment. Uh, YouTube has three videos of a solid install, which um, quick story is don't be afraid of, you know, uh, of bigger type of work or work that you're, you know, per se not familiar with. You know, um, look into it before you turn it down. Like sod, I'd never done it before person contacted me, I started looking into it and, and asking locals that have done it and got comfortable with the idea and me and the guy went out and did it and, you know, put down a Zoysa and it turned out amazing, beautiful. Nice. And there's considerable amount of money to be made beside. Oh, yeah. It's absurd. Oh, yeah. I think you know, the key that you've been saying throughout your story here is that you, you've you've been not just taking stuff on and like winging it. You know, when you get something new, you either out, you know, sub it out or you, you know, just get as much knowledge and information as you can from 
other folks that do know what they're doing so that you can go into it. If you do do it, you're, you know, if you're actually the one doing it, you go into it with, with more knowledge and more preparation. So it's not like you're just kind of, Hey, I'm just taking, trying this out and just throwing yourself into it. So I think you definitely have a good start there with the fact that you really try to wrap your head around it and do research and, and, and ask your peers so that you can, uh, you can do the best, best job you can for sure. Yeah, because you don't ever want to do anything half halfway, or you know, give a customer a, you know a half job. You know what I mean? The, it's it's your name, it's your business, it's your reputation. Whether it's even if it's not business, anything you do in life, you know, give it your all, and people are going to respect that. And you know, make sure that you're when you are giving it your all, make sure you look into it, research it, have enough information. Don't do anything halfway. You, you know, do it right or don't do it at all. Right. For sure. Well, thanks for taking the time for this episode uh, to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you cutting some grass on Instagram and or YouTube with uh, with the new Z-Master Toro 4000 series. Absolutely. Uh, here shortly, probably in the next week, I'm off. Get a video out on YouTube of a uh, initial thoughts and walk around on it and showing different features on it, and whatnot. I plan. I talked to our local dealer today and told him go ahead and order me a grass flat for it. So nice. Well, awesome, man. I can't. I can't wait, and um, I will be in touch with you soon. Thank you for everything that that you did on the that you shared in this podcast, and I wish you all the best with your new mower. I greatly appreciate it. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.